1: Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show for this Thursday, May 21st, as we move along a little bit closer to getting the facilities around the league open up. We've got a few things to talk about. A uh, few things going on in the, the secondary market of free agency. Some discussions around the league, as we always do. Some notes on draft prospects that are no longer draft prospects. There. NFL players and how they might fit in as what we try to do is a lot of these guys sign and it's inevitable that they sign their you know their their rookie contract that's not really news but what we try to do is kind of uh, as things have settled down tell you about how they might fit in to the team and how they may be utilized. So we'll do that with the with the guys as they sign, and we've got a few more we're going to adjust to and talk about. And we're going to continue our roster analysis, the questions that I'm looking for answers to on each NFL team as this season takes place. But a reminder, as we always do, and we, by the way, we've got a question. Richard uh, has got a few questions. If you got a question, for this or the college show or um, any of these shows, just uh, give us a follow at uh, or go to LandryFootball.com and hit contact Chris and send them on over. We will definitely address it. So we um, also want to make sure that you're catching this podcast as well as our college podcast. And we're working on some other things that we're excited about. And you can get it all by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. That'll make sure that Each podcast goes right to your phone, and uh, you can, uh, you know, have access to it right there. So make sure that you check that out. Um, Also, LandryFootball.com is where you can not only get these podcasts, but you can get much more detailed information inside analysis from the college and pro game. We got it all for you there. Um, A peek behind the film room, uh, the curtain is, is, if you will, in the film room to get a look at how these players should be properly evaluated, graded, and ranked on recruiting boards, um, draft boards, free agent boards, complete roster breakdowns, college and the NFL. We've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of it today, of our scouting season discount special, which is still in effect. And we are going to be so hot and heavy. Between now, the rest of the spring, all the way through the summer, getting you ready for football season. The pro game, the college game. Look, if you're a pro fan, you'll want to begin learning about these guys all the way from the recruiting level. You may not want to follow it like I have to, but you can certainly get familiar with who they are, what they're all about, and you will be shocked and much more prepared and a much better fan, much more knowledgeable fan when it comes to Um, these guys becoming available down the road. And it will remind you about whatever happened to this guy and that guy. And you can learn the frailties of football and why certain players make it and certain players don't. We've uh, got that story, so it's a great follow. It's a great understanding. We we think we do a pretty good job of explaining things to you, and getting you caught with not only all the inside information, but the analysis on the pro and college game. So check it out today. You can try it out for a month, three months. Our best offer again is our scouting season offer that gets you the best discount for a year. Also. And most importantly, check out the folks at 401k Generation. They are responsible for bringing you this podcast. Um, They do such a great job, and they provide it for you um, by being part of our family. (coughs) Pardon me. They're licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in financial planning, and they are the folks that um, can help you at any time. But particularly at this time of year, make sure that you're on your right path, uh, getting the right things accomplished um, in terms of your financial goals, your financial planning, uh, making sure that your portfolio is doing what it needs to be doing in this down market. And they are helping folks each and every day. They are doing well. Their customers are doing well, which is why we're encouraging you to take advantage of that. They can absolutely help you there so give them a call give them a text no obligation just find out what they're all about learn more what they're all about and you can go to landryfootball.com and get more information and get a link to their website you'll see it on the left side uh 401k generation up on landryfootball.com but give them a call or give them a text again they're licensed in all 50 states no obligation phone call or text 1-866-998-5879 do so today so a couple of things that are going on um right now uh we mentioned i think yesterday that folks are kind of preparing for how they're when they open up the facility certain personnel is allowed to go into the office and certainly rehabs and things of that nature is going to be important so training staffs going to be involved coaches again that's a little bit in limbo until everyone is allowed to go that's coming and it's coming pretty rapidly And certainly the preparation of getting guys in the facility, getting a lot of work done, getting a lot of learning, all of that. So, so important. But what they're trying to do is trying to prepare for the safety of players and how they're going to deal with that and how they're going to make it safer for them. It's in conjunction with the NFLPA and the NFL Medical Board uh, to try to make sure that safety – is first and foremost, and just be smart. I don't think it's it's going to be intrusive, it's, uh, but it's, I think it's necessary. And the one thing this whole thing has brought about is there's probably some things we can all do, just become safer and smarter. As we open up and move forward, the NFL is going to be operating the same way. It's interesting, as you learn a little bit, as I do anyway, how, you know, restaurants and businesses are dealing with opening up Um, seeing how NFL teams and college programs, which are also beginning or close to opening up, how they're going to handle that, how they're going to deal with it, how they're going to make it safe, Um, safer, just be smart. Uh, That's what's the focus been on right now. And coaches, um, I always say a lot of folks will focus a lot on players. They're healthy, no big problem. Guy's coaching them the guys caring for them, many of them are not of the same health, same age, and they become vulnerable. So all the steps are being studied, evaluated, and we're going to see what uh, everybody does. And certainly from an NFL standpoint, there's going to be a standard of expectations of how to deal with it going forward. Um, All of uh, Going on right now, off the field, and certainly preparing the Seahawks, been dealing with them a lot lately. is they are actively pursuing a running back to add to the mix. You know, listen, Rashad Penny is likely going to be in the season on PUP. You know, Marshawn Lynch is really not the direction they should go. They may go. Chris Carson is going to open the season. DJ Dallas. They need to get a veteran in there. They made an offer to Devonte Freeman. They've looked at Carlos Hyde. Um, in that order, both make some sense. We'll see if any bites. I mean, they're not going to overpay for one of these guys. And I also think there's going to be some fresher leg guys that are going to become available after the first round of cuts, definitely after the second round of cuts. Um, that's later. But I think that's something that they are definitely focused on, and even at this stage, wanting to add somebody and then make adjustments to it accordingly. Um it's also official now Alden Smith of the Cowboys has been officially reinstated. Uh 31, now eligible to participate in all team activities. Um weight ballooned up. Supposedly lost the weight. Um we'll see how well he can do. There's anything left. There's there's uh, Jerry's always looking for that, you know, let me see how I can be the genius by finding this guy type of look. We'll see if uh if Alden Smith can Get anything done. The Patriots signed Patrick Chung to a two-year extension through 2023. Chung gets a three million dollar signing bonus. Now signed through his, the age 33, 36 season rather. The his signed through. Um, he'll be 36 when his contract is up. Maybe the final contract for him. We'll see. 34th overall pick in the 2009 draft. He spent 10 of 11 seasons in New England. One-year stint with the Eagles in the mix there. Devin McCordy, Duron Harmon, Chung are the main components of the three-man weave at safety last year, and Chung getting in on 654 defensive snaps. Of course, Harmon has since been traded to the Lions. Chung has been a big part of what they do, getting guys lined up, and the versatility of how he can play has been a big part of what Bill's tried to do with his defense over there for some time. We've talked about the Chargers and where they're headed at quarterback, at least for the short term. Tyra Taylor is almost certain to be the week one starter. Um, you know, now, Anthony Lynn has talked about Tyra Taylor being more than a bridge quarterback, and that's certainly fine to say and, and to think and believe it, and maybe he will prove to be that just that. But there's no question that if you draft Justin Herbert as high as they did, Tyrod Taylor may be more than a bridge quarterback, meaning the definition of a bridge quarterback limits his playing ability. He doesn't think that Tyrod Taylor is a bridge quarterback in terms of talent. He thinks he can be very productive. But make no mistake – that he's still a bridge quarterback, maybe not in skills, but that's going to be the way it's going to work, unless Justin Herbert really struggles. And Tyree Taylor does take off. I don't expect that, and neither do the Chargers, or they would not have taken Justin Herbert as high as they did. Um, Herbert will will need some time, and. While all young players are going to need extra time to develop, and with no off season, no OTAs, it's going to make the difficult more problematic for Justin Herbert. He's got a steeper learning curve, so I think that Tyrod Taylor is clearly the guy for now, and then we'll see how the season develops, whether they're in cont- contention for how long then Justin Herbert will come in and be the guy. Um, in Cleveland, Jarvis Landry said he's a bit ahead of schedule in his rehab. Um, he was talking to a bunch of folks. I haven't spoken to him. have spoken to the folks in Cleveland. Says that, you know, he hopes that maybe sometime in, been very vague, you know, August, maybe all the way into September before he can get on the field. But we'll see. Uh, hopefully he can get, sometimes in August, so that he can at least have some chance of getting on the field in the early part of the season. In San Francisco, running back Raheem Mostert has put on some good, solid muscle to carry more um, along the lines of a 200-carry workload this season. No guarantee that he's going to be able to that he's going to do that because it's certainly a hot hand approach that they tend to have. But he really played well, ran well. And, again, the only thing would be just making sure that you can hold up and run, not just be able to run, but run with authority and physicality deep into your carry total. And um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Matt Breeder's departure, at least vacates a Hundred fifty or so touches. That's right for the picking. And it's about going out and earning those spots. Um on the defensive side, they have yet to determine in San Francisco whether it's Dre Greenlaw or Quan Alexander who's going to be the starting Will Backer. Uh, the loser of the battle will be the team starting sandbacker. Uh, but it's still a good competition and we'll see um the wheelbacker stays on the field and nickel. So who's the three-down linebacker? Who the guy? Who's the guy that comes off a nickel? Um, now Greenlaw didn't master the defensive scheme until the playoffs, but he had some production: ninety-two tackles, two pass breakups, sideline-to-sideline side player that played very well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that that battle. That it gives them two good linebackers certainly, and the fact that they've got two that can compete for willbacker gives you a some versatility and some depth if one of them goes down you know the other is headed towards well the will backers the priority so whoever doesn't win the willbacker position goes to sam and the sam becomes the will if the will gets injured i don't know what kansas city's gonna do about mccall hardiman's role as the primary kicker turner um I think he's a great returner. I think it would be a mistake to reduce that role. But he's going to have a bigger offensive role. And um, now Shelton Mosley, who's the undrafted free agent, Justin Shelton Mosley, is the guy that is – we'll see how well he progresses through camp, preseason – because he's the guy that would replace the snaps on in the return game that Hardeman currently has um but i think Hardeman's in that third wide receiver position behind Watkins w- 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 over Watkins and and uh, DeMarcus Robinson obviously um really involved in the four wide receiver package but i think he's he's um He's got a chance to win that third receiver spot and be a real factor. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it out, but there's no shortage of big playability um, in that Chiefs offense and, as we're alluding to, special teams. Hayden Hurst, we've talked a little bit about him and his impact, the hopeful impact for the Falcons' standpoint. He has been driving back and forth from Jacksonville to Atlanta for the last four weeks, and he's been working out religiously with Matt Ryan. He's uh, coming in to replace Austin Hooper after Hooper left in free agency for the Browns, and uh, former first-rounder. Hearst is yet really to do much from a statistical standpoint. Ryan loves to spread the ball around and get the tight ends involved. That was um, really a key. You know, saw it with Hooper. You saw it with Tony Gonzalez. Um, This, this, we're mentioning this because I think this is an important note to denote because of the fact that this is for this offense to work, getting the tight end involved is such a big factor. Um, in Cleveland, we talked a little bit about Jarvis Landry, but want to talk a little bit about a couple of other weapons on offense. Uh, Six-round pick Donovan Peoples-Jones signed a four-year contract. Um, he's a six-round pick, as I mentioned. He signed Harrison Bryant as well. How do these draft choices fit in? Peoples-Jones is certainly, if you remember, a five-star recruit coming out. He doesn't run that well. Um, but, boy, he does have versatility with playing on the slot and outside. He doesn't have great bursts but he's got return skills, got ability as a gunner. This guy's tough. I think he's going to be an effective big slot. So he's kind of in that Jarvis Landry mold, quite quite frankly. And, you know, can run in a backup role, can run concurrent with him, and can play outside. So versatility is so key. I think he's got – Good athleticism, despite the fact he doesn't have great speed. Harrison Bryant, um, big tight end, 6'5", 245. Very productive year. He runs a lot from the slot, so he's got some size mismatchability. So getting some weapons with a hopefully a maturing Baker Mayfield. By the way. Not hearing anything out of Baker Mayfield this offseason. Not hearing anything about the Browns. So the hype is gone from the Browns, and maybe that's a good thing. Last year, all the – and I thought it was ridiculous talk about the Browns. Super Bowl contenders. Look, a definite playoff team. They they didn't – they had a lot of holes, and they needed a whole lot of things to just break right to get into that Maybe eight and eight, nine and nine realm to make the playoffs, and that was unlikely. A lot of you know talk elsewhere. Well, I realize there's most of the talk has been about whether we're going to play football or not. But even as you talk about teams that not many people are talking about, the Browns. You know, people are talking about the Bengals because come there. People are talking about the Steelers and them returning. People are talking about Baltimore. I, I I don't even think that. Cleveland can get into the top-two conversation in their own division. Maybe that's a good thing for them. Maybe they can slowly become a good team, maturing team, maybe better coached, and we'll see where that takes them. The Patriots signed Kyle Duggar. We talked about Kyle Duggar, uh, I think, a couple of days ago. Late, round guy, sideline to sideline, deep safety. I think he can cover as a slot corner, but he can cover big slots. And I think he's pretty good against the run. Really good athlete, got some some smarts, got some good size and range. So I know Bill is excited to have him. Um, interesting that the Redskins rookie receiver out of Liberty, Antonio Gandy-Golden, announced on Friday he tested positive for the COVID-19 back in March. Uh, he tested positive March 24th. Says he experienced mild symptoms, self-quarantined for two weeks, and has been given the green light on April 7th. He's fine now. Hopefully that's going to be the way it is. It's hopefully no no one gets it, but that's unrealistic. Going to get it. So this is an example of, okay, a guy that self-quarantines and he's fine. Here's the thing, though. This happens during the season. He's gone for 14 days. He's quarantined for two weeks. I'm guessing that's how they're going to do it. That's what you would think. Uh, so he's gone for two weeks. Um, so he doesn't infect anyone else. Which it's like a minor injury or sickness, I guess. You have to look at it that way. It's something else you got to add to potential problems in our volatile game. But that's kind of the way it's going to have to be. And you're going to have to have tests and hope the tests are accurate so that you can move on. Um, But it it will be an interesting season, no doubt. Let's talk about, shall we, Dallas, Denver, and Detroit. Some questions that they might have, or I have, these teams. We talked a little bit about um, with the Cowboys in Travis Frederick's retirement. And um, they used the third-round pick on Connor McGovern, re-signed 2018 center Joe Looney, and then they selected Tyler Biotich in the fourth round. So, uh, the oddity of the Cowboys, really good depth. So, what they don't have in a surety of who's the guy, they have surrounded themselves with options. So, my question is, how is that going to play out? I think it gives them good depth. It gives them good options. It's so important. Look, I don't need to say you on the importance of the offensive line. You want to run the football, you need to make checks, you need to make good decisions, play really well uh, up front, uh, having those options there are going to be really important. So that's the one of the keys, one of the questions I have with Dallas. Denver did draft Iowa corner, Michael Ojamuda in round three. But um, it's early receiver binge. Leaves a little bit of a void defensively. Um, They saw a really good corner, Chris Harris, defecting free agency. They've gotten little from third-round corners, Brendan Langley and Isaac uh, Yodium. You know, uh, you wonder what they're going to do in this defense with them. Bryce Callahan um, has not played since December of 18. Prince of Mukamura, I don't know that that much of an option for him. There's not a lot of options, not a lot of answers. You know, for a team that's got a pretty good defensive front, you wonder how their ability to uh, to cover is going to affect that. You know, they're going to be surrounding the young quarterback. It's almost as if... They're going to try to fix this quarterback situation. Hopefully they found their quarterback. They're going to surround them with a lot of talent, and that's certainly what they need to do. And you can't fix everything in every draft. You have to make some decisions. But you wonder if they're going to fall short in the secondary. So that's what I'm looking for, the questions in Denver. For Detroit, I you know um, – he, with the pick of DeAndre Swift, do, does it mean that they're not as sold on on Johnson? It would suggest to some degree that is the case. He missed 14 games due to injury. He saw his yards per carry dip from 5-4 as a rookie to 3-6 last season. Um, Got to run the football better. Got to run the football well. It's clear that they are not putting their eggs in the Carryon Johnson basket, that they wanted to hedge their bet with DeAndre Swift. Carry-on plays well, so be it. That's a good problem to have. In fact, it's not even classified as a problem. But I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at how that may play out. Swift, Johnson, Amir Abdullah, Mikhail Ashour, they've just not had... A lot of success. Four second-round backs now. All four of those guys. Finding the answer, that's the question I have. Have they found it in Detroit? And I got some, a couple questions. Richard asks, um, It seems that the Buccaneers have a new kicker every year. Why do the Bucks, in your view, have struggled at the kicker position? Is it due to misevaluation? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Certainly, drafting a kicker high in the second round, local kid from Florida State that they love, that they misevaluated was a crucial mistake. You know they've had a veteran kickers that were good and moved on, that they didn't want to pay, and so they look. They've, they've here's what they've done. They've, there's been a mixture of it's all tied to misevaluation. And misappropriation. So they had a really good veteran kicker. that let go. in the Well, they let go, and then he went in the division and kicked well for him, and it hurt him. Then they say, well, we're going to go and draft a kicker higher. We're going to make that a priority. Well, that's it's not how you fix it, you know, by making a statement. They'll get you a good kicker. They – took a they misevaluated a guy's work ethic and mental toughness and that is critical a number one for a kicker. So they misevaluated a guy on their roster letting out the building. They misevaluated a guy in the draft. And to this point they've been trying to search and find guys. And look, it's a position that's a little bit different in that you can kick at an advanced age, you can Find someone that maybe can get you through a season. It's Look, you've got to evaluate a kicker, not just on leg explosiveness. Accuracy, timing, mental toughness. You're going to miss kicks. It's about confidence. It's like the corner that has great ability, that's great length, that make plays. He gets beat? <laughs> He's he's ready to go at it again. He's not going to get down. Some guys get down and they're lost. And you're spending more time trying to build up their confidence than teaching them kickers need to be I want it. Gimme no I want to kick it. I want to win it, and I want the pressure on me. I want the last shot. The great basketball player. That's that's the mentality a kicker has to have. And if you misevaluate that you can going to get in trouble. A lot of guys did. What led the Browns moving to Baltimore at a time of the 1995 season the Browns were favored to go to the Super Bowl? What led to the decision? Very simple. Art Modell did not have a stadium. The city of Cleveland, the mayor, Bill White, built one. Well, at the time, it was Gundarina for the Cavs. Built the new Jacobs Field for the Indians. The Browns, which were more important to the city of Cleveland than both of those organizations combined, they weren't given anything. They, weren't, they were completely overlooked, and he was hemorrhaging money. So he looked at other options if Baltimore had money on the table, and they made the deal. It unfortunately broke during the middle of the season, You know, When you get a deal done, it's hard to sit on that type of news in the modern environment, even in 95. The Browns were a really good team heading into that season. They were considered by some to be a Super Bowl contender. And Bill had kind of built a pretty good team. It did fall apart. But it didn't fall apart. It wasn't like, all right, we're having a good season. Let's try to get this deal done. That deal was in the works for a long time. It just broke during the season. And obviously we saw – Though some of the core of that team and then what Ozzy did kind of putting his touches on the team once it went to Baltimore. That led to a really nice run and a Super Bowl win uh and a lot of success. And as typical, yes, about scouting evaluation. Rosie Coven of Purdue was one of the early members of those undersized edge rushers out of Purdue. Really good player. Otis my man Smith out of Missouri couldn't run well, but was physical, good on-the-ball defender. Had a decent grade on him. Randall Godfrey of Georgia had a higher grade on him than he played in the league. If he'd have stayed healthy, he'd have been a better player. But had high grades on all those guys. Hey, good questions there um, by Richard. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Again, check out the folks at uh, 401K Generation, will you? Um, experts in financial planning. License in all 50 states, one 866 998 Five eight seven nine. Also, check out LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer, folks, and flip on over. Listen to us on the college show as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow for more pro football talk here, and on the college side, we'll talk about 12 football and behind, uh, beyond. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you next time, everyone.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: 18 plus.